Hey there, Amanda Smith here, and welcome inside this week's edition of How She Did It. As always, if you're returning, thanks for coming back. And if you're new here, after this episode, before you go, make sure you hit that subscribe button. So today's guest currently works for Bleacher Report and House of Highlights. She is my longtime Twitter friend, and I am so excited for you to get to know more about her. Here is Arielle Chambers. Smith here with Arielle Chambers. She did say I can call her Ari. So Ari, thank you so much for joining the show today. I'm so excited to talk with you. You can call me whatever you'd like. <laughs> That's what we went over. She's like, Arielle, Ari, whatever. So I know that this is going to be a chill, fun conversation, and I'm looking forward to getting to know you better. going to be so fun. Uh, first off, you just had a birthday. So yeah, happy I- belated Pisces season. <laughs> Pisces all day and Pi Day babies were special. Shout yes. Out to Simone Biles, all of us just 314. Yes, great ladies born on that day. Um, <laughs> I have to tell you this crazy story. Okay. So in 2018, the women's NCAA Final Four was in Cincinnati, Ohio. And mm-hmm. they did like breakfast, like an ESPN meet and greet. And I was there and you were there. And I remember you were like in front of me in line to take a picture with Maria Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. No, that it's funny because the reason I did that. I was at ESPN. <laughs> no, let, let me. I gotta explain that. The reason I did it is because a couple months before I was at ESPN, but I had a wig on, and apparently it was like the same um, like hairstyles Maria always wears. So everybody was like, yeah. Maria was late to a meeting. Like one person followed me into the bathroom, and then that was back. It had to be like 2017 that that happened, where they were just following me around. So I was like, Maria, I have to tell Maria. Like everybody thinks that we're the same <laughs> at ESPN. That was like my backstory on that one. Yes. I just thought it was so crazy. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's coming on the show and we have been in the same room as each other, but we've like never talked in person. We've got to, we've got to do better. Yeah. We have to make that happen now. It's all coming together. Even though the world is is making it happen. (laughs) But whenever basketball comes back, we can do that. Just a minor delay. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> but you're currently working for Bleacher Report and House of Highlights. Um, what are your primary responsibilities within those media outlets for those who maybe don't know? So I'm fortunate enough that I work under the House of Highlights umbrella and I'm starting up their women's platform. So I don't necessarily have a structured way of doing things. Right now we're experimenting and just, you know, keeping the rawness that I have about me to appeal to the audience. Um, They're trusting me with that. And I'm very fortunate that they're doing that. Um, So my day can look like talking to whichever artist or athletes in the office and like getting a fun interview from them, or it could be programming, programming, programming all day long. It just varies on what, what time of year, what time of day, what day of the week and who's in town and who's not. So basically I'm just trying to tell the stories of dope women, um, across the culture and uh, sports space. And it's not restricted. Like, I'm not going to restrict it to basketball like I had previously done on my personals. I want it to be, you know, we just interviewed a bowler, which I didn't even know there was professionally professional bowling leads. Like, <laughs> I might be behind, but I didn't know um, She's a three-time gold medalist in that. I I interviewed a DJ. There, there have been, you know, Clarissa Shields, the boxer. Like, it's just fun to see the stories that women come to me and, and, and want to get out that haven't had the chance to before. 
You know, as you talk about that platform and, and starting it, it's called Highlight Her, which is dedicated, yes. like you said, to highlighting girls and women in sports. What was the initial reasoning for you behind wanting to create that? Um, it's funny because Bleacher actually found me. D- Doug Bernstein, he found me online with um, the work that I do with women's basketball on Twitter. And he was like, I love your voice. Um, do you want to be involved in Bleacher starting this women's platform? Do you want to be involved? And I was like, absolutely. Hands down, I'm, I'm, I'm there. And um, that's basically how it came about. But he pushed me to cover all sports, which is something that I'm not going to say I wasn't interested in before, but I was like, the WNBA at some point, WNBA, WNBA, WNBA. And then obviously, um, naturally, I came from NCAA. So I was focused on just basketball, but Bleacher gave me the chance to expand upon that and then explore places that are even more underserved than basketball. So I'm just really thankful that they let me do that or pushed me to do that. Yeah. I always see you on Twitter saying, you know, the WNBA is so important. I know that. You know (laughs) that. But for someone listening that maybe says why, what would you tell them? The, the reason I started it, Swin Cash, this is back when she was still playing um, for the Liberty. We were at a clinic with the junior NBA, and she had them sing the, the song from Sister Act. I think it was Sister Act 2. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. And just the, the impact that she had on that community, I was like, dang, the WNBA is so important. Just to have these, this representation, just to be able to go out in the community and reach these children that, you know, have only previously seen them on the court or on TV. So just the WNBA is so important came about with seeing how the players interact with the fans, seeing how they portray greatness on the court and off the court to see they're just walking role models and, you know, role models from very different people too. There's, there's all different types of women represented in the league, all different, you know, personalities, sexualities, heights, color, like, it's just dope to see. And I think that that representation in general is just very important to have, especially for our little girls who are growing up trying to be professional athletes. They have an example to look towards because the WNBA hasn't always existed. It wasn't existent when I was in elementary school. Do you know what I mean? So like now that it's here, it's just the integral part of like showing that there's no limit. I know you said that you've pushed yourself to, to cover more sports now, but Having worked in the WNBA and, and covering women's college basketball, you have said that that decision was very intentional. Yeah. Is it still intentional for you to promote women's games? Well, no matter what I expand upon, it's only going to be the women's side. That, that to me, is the most okay. prominent thing about me. I'm ne- you're never going to catch me covering the men because I feel like they have enough coverage. And a lot of people say I'm pigeonholing myself. But I think that I'm trying to pave the way in a way that you know, can show you can, you can make a living off of telling dope women's stories. And then you don't have to, you know, go on to the other side just to survive. If you have the passion for the women's game, whether that be women's basketball, women's soccer, women's, there's a baseball league and not softball, baseball. If you do like softball, just the women's side is just something I'm super passionate about. And I can't see myself, um, go deviating from that. I've always been very like, uh, audacious and like my type of, interest and not willing to to move from them so it's still with the same very strong intention of the women's side I've always said it I'll always will say it and then it's always been basketball but 
through my work with BR and House of Highlights and Highlighter, I've noticed that there are there are people that are even more underserved than the WNBA, and so I feel the need to you know try to uplift them too. Um, I don't know how much credibility I have in those spaces yet, but I, it's not about me. It's just about pushing their stories. And as long as I can just push dope women, that's my intention wholeheartedly. Yes, a dope woman covering dope women. I'm here for all of this. <laughs> when did you first know that you wanted to start working on the media side? Um, I've always loved writing. I, you know, I've always loved journalism. My high school had a journalism CFLC, which is like a major for high school. I went to a magnet school back in North Carolina. Um, and so I was just loved to write. I was the yearbook editor, um, the newspaper editor. And when I went to college, I majored in communication media. Well, it was new communication media, but back then it was Facebook. So we'll see how times change with that. <laughs> in English. Um, as well. So I've just always liked telling stories through writing. And then Howard Megdal actually was the first one to put me in front of the camera and be like, I think you should talk to your friends about how, like, I think it was Chelsea Gray was my first on camera, like official thing um, with the publication. He was like, I think you should talk to her about how she's feeling in this game. And I was like, I don't really want to. But he was like, I see something in you, so, you know, hop in front of that. And then I did some work with LaChina Robinson with uh, Color Commentary for the Atlanta Dream. So I think that um, that's how I ended up where I am now. But I've always been interested in writing. Like I said, I can give you like excerpts of me covering girls basketball when I was 14 in the school newspaper. It's just always been for me. Let's hear it. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to. <laughs> it's funny. My, my best friend, Lakevia Boykin, she ended up playing at Wake Forest. Um, she, I covered her because she was like a freshman on varsity who was like doing crazy numbers her freshman year. So uh, always been girls basketball though. Did you yourself play basketball? I never even touched a basketball growing up. I was a cheerleader, but a competitive cheerleader. It's really, really intense in North Carolina and other states like California and Texas. In Florida too. I saw that you were a cheerleader at NC State, right? At NC State, go pack. Um, but yeah, I, I, I <laughs> NC State was the first time I actually cheered for um, a school <laughs> because I always did competitive cheerleading growing up. Um, well, I guess now it would be called Cheer Extreme is my home gym, and they're a pretty known um, gym. But I, I never really had an interest in playing basketball. I was a volleyball player, pretty good at that too. Um, got a couple of offers with that, but I don't know. I was I was a girls basketball manager kind of thing. So I I was fine with like, you know, just observing the game and, you know, helping out in the game where I could. Having never played, but just being <laughs> around it, what was it about the sport that just drew you in? And you said, this is what I want to cover. I was in elementary school and we took frequent trips to the NC State women's basketball games because um, KL was so gracious to let us do that. Um and Christian Green, I think her name was, she was number 52 back in, I think, 97. And she she basically was so nice to me that I like put their whole entire team on the wall, but she signed my card. So Christian Green was my favorite player ever. And, <laughs> uh, and I was just like, these people are so cool. But I, again, you know, cheerleading, you start yes. when you're young. So I started cheerleading when I was five. So that was always like my main sport. So because it was so demanding and competitive, I couldn't, you know, pick another sport until high school, which is obviously what I picked in volleyball because that came more naturally to me. But um, that's where it started in elementary school with the NC State women's basketball. 
and just being able to look at my wall and all the trading cards because back then they gave us trading cards when you went to the game and just seeing like number 52 sign my card and then back then they were really good too and they're still good now yay go pack but it was just an example to look towards <laughs> yeah exactly as role models and so I just I, I loved it ever since then I would say like I fell in love with basketball like around 96 97. I love that you say that because I think like that sort of moment where you're like, wow, this, this player signed my card. And, and I think back to moments I had when I was younger, where I'm like, you know, I look at a high school basketball player. I looked up to that, that took the time to take a picture with me. And it gives you this confidence that you could maybe do that too, or you could be around these games too. And I think that that's, what's so important in, in empowerment and representation is, is having different people in those roles. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I just, it gave me something to look forward to. Like NC State was right down the street. It was something that my family did for fun. You, ha- I have little pictures of me when I was like eight and nine with a cheerleading uniform on for NC State going to the women's basketball game. So <laughs> I stayed really true to myself throughout all these years. Yes, uh, I love that so much. You guys, coming up, don't go anywhere because Ari and I were playing a round of true or false on the other side. Welcome back inside How She Did It. Amanda Smith here, still with Arielle Chambers. And we are playing a round of true or false. So I will give you something, like a a statement, and you will uh, tell me true or false. These are directed towards you. Okay. So they will be, I've tried to make them like themed around things I've read about you or or seen via Instagram. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. So you currently live in New York. True or false, are you from there? False. I would be 919 to the death of me, North Carolina, all day. <laughs> okay, so you're from North Carolina. I wasn't sure if there was, like, a family move to North Carolina. Okay, got nope. you. Was Miss North Carolina everything? Just North Carolina all, all day. Okay, I, that did not come up in my Insta-stalking. What the <laughs> heck? There is a staff and a crown somewhere in there back in 2014. okay I'll scroll back real far that's what you want me to do (laughs) okay true or false you have a black belt I do I'm a it's true you 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 heard me tell Candace now I have a first degree black belt master Jun Lee's taekwondo back in North Carolina so yeah yeah self-defense all day I'm not about to be like scrapping out in these streets but self-defense yeah heck no you attended college in the UK. I did. That's I true. All true ones. <laughs> I went to Oxford and I had a, a professor that was obsessed with Margaret Thatcher. And it was really funny because we would have like songs like Merry Christmas, Margaret Thatcher. And I did. <laughs> UK. Did you study journalism over there? English with the concentration in Shakespearean literature. Don't do it. <laughs> That's some good advice. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I have never done that, but I'm going to take your word for it. You have a dog. I have a perfect angel of three pound fur and his name is Tiger and he's 10 years old and that's my baby. And y'all should all know Tiger. (laughs) I want to know Tiger. (laughs) He's He's perfect and he just doesn't like anybody, not even me, but it's fine. He's silent and he doesn't bite. So <laughs> that's okay. As long as like, as long as he lets you just stare at him, 
and take pictures, what else do you need? I mean, <laughs> right? That's It's fine. You like cats. Oh, God. False. I just think oh, they're no. so creepy. I don't understand. I feel like they plot to kill you at night. I'm sorry. That's all. <laughs> I can appreciate a good cat meme or a good cat video, but as long as it's not, like, cut, trying to cuddle with me, I'm fine. Okay. I d- see that was like more of a, a me one because I have two cats, but I understand what you're saying because my one, it. he's definitely always plotting something. Exactly. He's smart. <laughs> he's smart. It's smart and like, independent. How do you open that door? I hate and it. Turn the faucet on. Exactly. And why are you biting my hair? Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Last one. True or false? Uh, we're friends now. Yep. Okay, yeah, you just had to get that confirmation. <laughs> exactly, what are you going to say? You're on recording, so had to uh, had to promote that right there. Our friendship, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you guys. Coming up, Ari is answering your questions. Maybe she will also be friends with one of you. I don't know. Stick around. Welcome back inside How She Did It. Amanda Smith here, still with Ari Chambers. She has not left yet, but she's about to once she gets done answering some of your guys' questions. First off, thank you to everyone who submitted a question this week. Uh, we'll get to as many as we can, but the first one is going to come from Classic JPOW. And they would like to know, in tough times, what keeps you motivated? I think that I keep things in perspective. Um, my tough times aren't as bad as other people's tough times. And I just acknowledge the fact that I'm really, really blessed and I never take, um, you know, my life for granted. And that's, that's what really keeps me like, keep going. And then I noticed that the the women still aren't adequately paid. They're still not adequately covered. And so that's another, you know, point of emphasis whenever I'm like, Oh, I don't want to do this. I'm like, well, they don't want to not be covered. So I get my butt out of bed and, and try to do the best I can. That's a really good point. I appreciate that. Um, Our next one comes from Tav. He -hmm. says, what do you like most about your job? I like the athletes. I am never, ever um, (laughs) bored with them. They're so fun. There's so many layers to each athlete. And just telling their stories is just the, the best part. Being able to connect with them on a personal level and not have like an agenda to push like just knowing them as like hilarious humans. Like I joke with Sydney Colson about how I forced myself in her life and made us be friends. And I'm just <laughs> glad I did because she's like a beam of light. And it's just it's it's just really fun to work with them. That's what I'm doing to you right now. Exactly. <laughs> Forcing I, myself I have, into your life. I wouldn't have it any other way. You know that? We're BFF now. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Okay. <laughs> you get me. Uh Ben says how do you come up with the ideas you do for the stories you want to write or tell it's funny because I literally wake up out of my sleep it sounds so cliche (laughs) but like okay so the the tiktok that I just posted the players I was sleeping I was like okay social distancing this sucks but I was like make it a montage of players doing the trending dance right now like things like that pop up in my mind or like I wanted to do this fashion week piece I was like fashion week's coming up who's fashionable Cheyenne Parker like it's just things like this that just come in my head at the most random times whether I'm sleeping or if I'm just like eating I'm like oh I have an idea that's why you keep a journal on you I like to write things down not on a phone in a journal so you have a journal next to your bed 
right next to my bed. Literally in your dreams. You are creating your dream. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of dreams, this is a good lead into our next question. Uh, K Train 11 says, What is your dream goal? My dream goal is to have my own like talk show. I I used to say the Oprah of the WNBA, but I kind of want to be like the Ellen, like the the fun, like just bringing people on and just getting them to be themselves. So I want that to be like televised on like a network or like a platform that's, you know, um, consistently pushing me. I I want to just tell the stories of, um, of women. And so I think I'm kind of doing it on a smaller scale right now. I just want to, you know, blow it up. Yeah. Do you have any ideas how to, how to push that goal further? I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. And I kind of still want the raw, the raw aspect of it. So I, I yeah. wouldn't want to change anything that I'm doing right now. It just, I just would want it to be like, maybe like on a network, you know, okay. that's like, I maybe get a couch in a background and be like, so next up, you know, <laughs> and then you're have gonna, them want to do. You're going to put people in a little table like Ellen does and scare your guest. Oh yeah. I'm going to have clowns jumping out of all the boxes. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Things to look forward to, girl. Yeah, you know, the goal. (laughs) Exactly. Okay. Next one is from OGD Swoof. Mm -hmm. And he says, who is someone that has helped you or maybe been a mentor to you in your journey? I have a great circle. Whether that be Doug Bernstein, Howard Megdahl, LaChina Robinson, Jamel Hill, Roz, I love Roz. She, she's my sanity too. <laughs> uh, like, and then my and my peers. I have this. No, uh, it was like our group chat is called Mini Tribe, which is like Minnesota Tribe back when you know the final floor was in Minnesota. Um, Erica Ayala, Jasmine Baker, um, Jasmine Brown, Low, Low, and then Princess. We're all in a group chat. We just talk about things, and they keep me sane. Kelsey Trainer keeps me sane. Like there are so many people to list. Camille and Chloe. We're, we're starting up, you know, our individual platforms together in the same way. So it's just like it, it's dope to have them. And then like the players, they keep me sane. They check up and on me. Like Shatori, Walker, Kimber. I'm really, really tight with her. Nobody really knows that, but like love her. Keeps my head on my shoulders. Amanda Zowie That's one of my best friends. Love her. Candice Parker. You know, there's so many people I can't even list, but. Just so many dope people have been surrounding me and uplifting me. Lindsay Gibbs, she keeps me on my toes too. So like, if I didn't have this large circle of people with me, I wouldn't be anywhere. I owe a lot to them because um, it's hard. It's hard to stay in this industry. It's hard to stay motivated, um, especially when, you know, the respect isn't always there. The compensation isn't always there, but just to have um, be surrounded by these people. It's, it's just a really, really dope situation. Brittany Brown, she has one of my favorite quotes, and she, she said, you don't have to do it alone. We were never meant to. And that just, like, always sticks with me so hard. Like, it's so important to have people around you that, that support you and, and push you to further your dreams. So I, I so feel that. Exactly. Like, why would anybody want to why would anybody want to do it alone? That's what really confuses me. It's like, this isn't a competition. We all have the same goal, right? Totally. We all want to push the game. We all, we all want to just get the good, good word out. So it doesn't ever have to be a competition. Like, like I said, me, Camille, and Chloe, we're super tight. Chloe does overtime women's basketball. Camille does W slam. But I'll tell you one thing. I've talked to them very often. Chloe's like my sister. I've known her for since she was 18. Camille's like my sister, too. We've been on the road 
together more times than I can count. And it doesn't have to be that there's only room for one of us. There's room for all of us because we're so underserved. I, I wish people understood that. We're so underserved as a community um, covering the women's game that it's just like, we should be welcoming this. Like WNBA Kicks, who is now made for the W, Mel, dope, dope individual. And it's like, give these people their flowers because they all deserve them. There are, there's a huge garden for all of us to get flowers. Why, why, does, why do we need to be alone? We don't. So I just think that's really cool. <laughs> no, it's literally. I usually like to end the show asking my guest a question. Uh, so this week, you know, for maybe young girls that, that watch you or listen to you and they see the stories of the women you're telling and they think like, I want to do that someday. What would you tell them? I would tell them that the world is in their hands because they have a phone. And that, that's not to me a cliche way and like, oh, the world is yours. No, you literally have a phone that can record you, that you can practice the teleprompter on, that you can post videos on, that you have your social media. You can literally just do it and do it your way. I would really strongly encourage them to do it in, in, in their own way so that when they do get hired, they don't have to switch anything up. That's, that's the main thing. Like, go about it in your way because that lane isn't filled because nobody else is you. And then just be steadfast in that journey and in, in your style, in your tactics, and be confident in your ability and your background and your relationships or whatever it may be. But I would tell young girls that there's no ceiling anymore um, because we, we crashed through that. We're crashing through that and we're going to continue that um, momentum. But just to, if you want something, do it and don't let anybody tell you no, because like I said, they are so lucky that they're in a generation where they they have social media. Everything is free to post right now. And there's no there's nobody stopping you. If you're already working off a of passion, then like, you know, who, who do you have to answer to? So that would be my suggestion to little girls. Just go ahead and do it. Don't wait for that. Yes. Just just do it. My longtime Twitter friend. It has been so fun yeah. getting to chat with you today. Thank you so much for making time for me. And hopefully we will run into each other again one day at the Women's Final Four. <laughs> yeah. I love how you start off calling me Ariella now. It's Ari, so I just know that we're doing that. Yes, when you get more comfortable. And now I'm like, yeah, I can call her Ari. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> No, I seriously, I so much appreciate your time and, and you sharing a little part of your story on my show. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. For Ari Chambers, I'm Amanda Smith. We'll talk to you next time on How She Did It. <laughs>